What's good, everyone? My name is Teddy Raksak, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. Also, guys, use the promo code TED Talk Sports and receive $5 off your next visit. All right, guys, so I told myself I was not going to be recording another podcast because I'm on vacation, but this free agency was just too crazy. And I just couldn't help myself. I had to I had to record another one. So, so unfortunately, I was correct in my prediction video. And the Clippers did, in fact, sign Kawhi Leonard to a four-year, $141 million deal. And, you know, I was really happy that the Warriors lost. It looked like that dynasty was over. But it's sort of like a movie. You know, one, once one villain goes away... A bigger one shows up. It's like in like the Marvel movies, you know, when when Loki um, was gone as a villain. Then we get Thanos, and Thanos in this case is Kawhi Leonard. And you know, Kawhi was one of the most difficult free agents because he was so um, he was very very picky. You know, Kawhi was sort of like sort of like Goldilocks, and you know, he was he he you know he didn't want it to be too hot, didn't want it to be too cold. He wanted to win, but he didn't want a super team. He wanted a superstar, but he didn't want too many superstars. And, he, you know, he wanted to be in Los Angeles, but he didn't want the pressure that came with the Laker brand. So the Clippers were the perfect fit. Okay, the Clippers allowed Kawhi Leonard to have his own team. It allowed him to live in Los Angeles, and it allowed him to really, you know, not be fully immersed in the spotlight of Los Angeles because you know when you have the Laker brand that's the bigger team it's been there a little bit longer and the Clippers quite frankly aren't taken um, as seriously as the Lakers just due to their their history and they're not as rich of a franchise so for Kawhi someone who tends to be a very kind of like low-key person I thought you know this was a very good fit and that's why I predicted them to do so uh, this is why I predicted the Clippers to sign Kawhi but it was just a total you know it was just a total surprise and, um, you know, especially because there's all these reports saying that the Clippers were out and, you know, all these, first of all, you know, all these NBA insiders, if this whole free agency proved anything, it just showed that a lot of them do not know anything. A lot of them don't know things that they're talking about. You know, for me personally, unless it comes out of like, you know, someone like Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, then, you know, I tend to try not to believe it, but it's just, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of NBA, in, you know, quote insiders that should, um, to definitely have their credibility looked at. So, you know, the Clippers not only uh, acquired Kawhi Leonard, but they also got Paul George and, you know, uh, would say got via trade through the Oklahoma City Thunder for five first round picks and two, and I'm sorry, yeah, three first, oh yeah, five first round picks and two first round pick swaps. And they also threw in Shea Alexander and Gallinari and you know to me this took me by surprise because this, this was one of those things where there were no tr- like rumors at all that Paul George wanted out of Oklahoma City and you know he recently signed back to an extension with them for the next four or five years so this was this to me took me by surprise because when I saw that Kawhi Leonard had signed with the Clippers I you know I, I wasn't I mean I was surprised obviously because they weren't the front runners at the time but it wasn't totally out of left field because they had narrowed down between the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors. So it was still very plausible. But, you know, with Paul George, you know, joining the Clippers too, that was just like, whoa. Like, I, I personally didn't see that coming. And, you know, this totally changes the landscape of the, uh, of the NBA. Now, one of my biggest questions, you know, just from this trade is where does Russell Westbrook go? 
because I would be very surprised if Russell Westbrook wants to, you know, he's 30 years old. So he's in his prime. He probably has a few more good years left in him. I'd be very surprised if he wants to waste them uh, on a rebuilding project for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I've heard rumors that, you know, maybe he wants to request a trade to go to Miami, other teams like that. I'm not really sure, but I'm very good. But, you know, keep an eye on Russell Westbrook, you know, because I'm, I'm really wondering where he's going to end up. Um, and then finally, you know, not finally, but one of the, I, I think the biggest loser of free agency, which we have to mention, are the Toronto Raptors. Now, to me, this free agency was an absolute gut punch uh, for the Toronto Raptors because they did everything right. You know, they treated Kawhi like a king. You know, they even had Drake at all the meetings and, you know, pu- you know doing all the uh, publicity and everything like that. They won an NBA championship and it just wasn't enough. And not only did they lose Kawhi Leonard, but they also lost Danny Green. And now they have an aging um, Kyle Lowry and Marcus Gasol. Um, and, you know, it's just I'd be very surprised if Toronto made the playoffs. I think if they make the playoffs, they're going to be a, a much lower seed. And they're going to end up playing someone like Boston or someone like that in, in the early rounds, which I don't think is going to end too well for them. But I, I personally think this championship is going to be short-lived um, for the Toronto Raptors. So the biggest winners of the NBA free agency obviously are the Los Angeles Clippers. They, you know, have this starting lineup, which I project to be Patrick Beverly. They have uh, Shamit. I hope I pronounced that name right. <laughs> but it's Shamit. And uh, Paul George, Kawhi, and Montrezl Harrell. And then, guys, this is going to be a very, very defensively sound team. And it's easily going to be one of the title contenders in the NBA. And it looks like they're going to be running a small ball lineup, um, you know, with with Harrell at the five. This is going to be a very gritty defensive team. And, you know, you have Beverly, George, and Kawhi. And they could all make all defensive teams this upcoming season. But, you know, also, you know, like I said, they're going to be, they're most likely going to be running some sort of small ball lineup, but they recently re-signed Zubak to a four-year deal, so they do have that versatility. If they need to have a bigger lineup, they need to have a big, they do have a quality big in Zubak. Um, so I, I'm very interested to see how, you know, how far the Clippers can go. I do have some questions for Kawhi Leonard's durability because I know he's only had two seasons where he's gone over 66 games so I'm kind of curious what the workload the load management is going to be like I don't think the Clippers are going to have as much depth um as as they as they would have if they you know didn't get Paul George but it makes a lot of sense that they needed to pair Kawhi Leonard with another superstar if they wanted to get him but you know the, the Clippers are going to be set for a while with their contract situation because you know they have Patrick Beverly, uh, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard for the next at least three four years. So so this this team's going to be around for a while. They're all around 28 29 years old in their prime. So this team's going to be good to go. It looks like the Clippers are going all in for these next few years in the NBA, and they're really not trying to. Um, they're not looking forward to the future. They're trying to win right now, which is which is very interesting because that's what the Lakers and a lot of other teams are trying to do um, this upcoming season. So, you know, a lot of people, including myself initially, were completely devastated that, you know, we didn't get Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, because as Laker fans, we are greedy, right? We get LeBron James, we get um, Anthony Davis, and we just want more and more and more and more and more. You know, we would bring back, you know, 1996 Michael Jordan if we could just because... We want, um, 
use as much star power as we can. In my previous podcast, I've mentioned that Los Angeles, we love big names, right? We, we're a big name city. Um, so, you know, we love having these big names on our roster, even if it doesn't necessarily balance it out that well, we wanted it. And I'm not saying that um, what the Lakers did is better than getting Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard's a generational talent and you have to get Kawhi Leonard, but um, it's not the end of the world. Okay, so the Lakers, so the plan B and plan B is basically not being able to acquire Kawhi Leonard has allowed us to acquire some much needed depth, defense and shooting on our roster. So since the Lakers did not sign Kawhi, they were able to fill in a lot of other um, needs um, for our roster. So they were able to fill in, you know, they were able to sign Danny Green, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, Rajon Rondo, JaVel McGee. KCP and Quinn Cook and then they also got Troy Daniels and Jared Dudley for veteran minimum deals and you know it looks like the Lakers are going to be able to uh, change gears from last season you know they got they're getting a lot of shooters through Daniels Green Cook Dudley KCP and a lot of these guys shot over 40% or higher from three point uh, from three point land last year I think Danny Green had the second highest three point um, shooting percentage in the uh, in the league last year so you know and then the lakers last season were the second worst three-point shooting team so the lakers are not making the same mistake as last season um and surrounding lebron with no shooters so now they're going for a lot of shooters and they're also balancing that out with a lot of defense um so i think it's going to balance out really nicely and you know on speaking of defense you know we were able to add you know rondo mcgee and demarcus cousins which I think were all very important signings. And, you know, while we're on DeMarcus Cousins, I think that uh, that signing was an absolute steal. I think that DeMarcus Cousins is, you know, more than serviceable. And, you know, last season, you know, everyone, I bring up DeMarcus Cousins and everyone just gets so, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's trash, he's washed up, blah, 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 blah. And yes, he may not be the same DeMarcus Cousins pre-injury, but he's still a good player. Okay, DeMarcus Cousins averaged 16 points and 8 rebounds last season. I think he was beginning to average uh, 20 points and 10 rebounds or something like that until he uh, tore his quad in the playoffs. But, you know, he's a you know he's a very good center. I think he could either start at the five or if we have him come off the bench. And it just gives us so much more versatility. So, you know, like I said, the Lakers added a lot of shooters. But if they if they added... Um, what was it? If they added, since they added to Marcus Cousins, it's good because it allows them to, you know, you know, play a little bully ball, you know, work the post a bit. They're not all shooters. You know, you have a, you could make a big lineup with Kuzma, LeBron, and Boogie, and I think that's like super important. I think it gives this team a lot of versatility. And lastly, you know, I think Demarcus Cousins was also completely underrated defensively in the NBA Finals because. You know, if he wasn't blocking shots, he was altering a lot of shots. And that's not a statistic that really came up a lot, but he was altering a lot of shots when people were driving to the rim. He was altering a lot of shots, you know, with Marcus Gasol was trying to get to the basket. So, you know, he, he he's, I think he's still a very good player. And, you know, I'm very excited to what he could bring to, to the Lakers. And, you know, more importantly, you know, <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins is used to playing alongside Anthony Davis, and they actually made that work. Yeah, very well when they were in New Orleans together, and they, you know, who was also, you know, who else was on that team? Rajon Rondo. So I think that it's going to be a very good mix. I think that you know those three have shown that they can work together, and I think you know they bring a lot of um, 
veteran talent and experience to a team that, you know, I think if we had the young core and we would have gotten to the playoffs, I think there would have been a you know a game or two of just being shell-shocked because they're not used to it. Now we have a very veteran-savvy team that can handle being in the playoffs and has a lot of experience alongside LeBron James and maybe won't freeze up when they get to the big moments, you know, at the end of the season. And, you know, the last thing that I really wanted to mention is that the Lakers signed a lot of these players to two-year deals. And, you know, I don't know if anyone really looked into it, but um, so I looked, I looked a little ahead into the 2021 NBA free agency class. And, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of options that, you know, for unrestricted free agents, you know, just to name a few of them, you have Gordon Hayward, Mike Conley, DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gobert, um, Andre Drummond, Bradley Beal, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LaMarcus Aldridge, Victor Oladipo. And remember, these are all unrestricted free agents. So the biggest thing here is that the Lakers, you know, if this if this group doesn't work over the next couple of years, we're going to be in position in the, you know, when, when all these contracts are done to sign another and to sign an additional star. Um, so I think that'll be really interesting. I, I think that the Lakers put themselves in a very good position these next couple of years. But what what <laughs> what I'm kind of curious about with the Lakers is at the end of this season, what our contract situation is going to be like in terms of you know will we be able to, will we be able to sign back to Marcus Cousins? Will we be able to dis, um, re-sign um, Anthony Davis? So I'm really wondering how this whole thing is going to go. Uh, but, it, you know, anyways, guys, this NBA free agency is going to be, you know, this NBA free agency did not disappoint. I think M- the NBA free agency has turned into something that is, you know, something that we get to look forward to even when the regular season's done with. So I think that's just, you know, adds to it as an NBA fan. Even if you don't get the players you want, I think it's still something that's very exciting, something to look forward to. Um but yeah, anyways, guys, so let me know what you guys thought of the NBA free agency. Do, did you, do you guys think that the um, that the Lakers totally missed out on an opportunity here with Kawhi Leonard? Do you think that he handled himself professionally with the way he did things? You know, there's rumors that he was, you know, planning to talk to Paul George on the side and not tell anyone. Do you think... And, you know, I mean, also another last question is where do you think Russell Westbrook's going to end up going? You know, there's a lot of things that need to be answered. And um, but anyways, guys, I don't want to hold you up. I have a vacation to get back to. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Teddy Raksak, and this is TED Talk Sports.